0: Hello world, Mr. Gurley Micro here again um, with another blog or podcast or blogcast. I don't know, which one is it? Anyway, this is a recording uh, back from of Gurley Micro's blog from back in October 2020 and relates specifically to uh, some of the events and some of her thoughts on what was happening with the pandemic at that time. All those moments will be lost in time like tears in the rain. Remember, all opinions in this blog are our own. This blog post was originally published on October 15th, 2020, and was called Science Communication, Reflections from an Ivory Tower. This week was going to be a post about antimicrobial resistance, or AMR, as in many ways it's been quite a momentous week in my professional life, and it all ties into AMR. I may still, but I wanted to raise something that's been playing on my mind this week in light of the social media reactions I've seen to the new COVID-19 don't call it a lockdown tears let me now say that this isn't a political post purely one linked to reflections that have been triggered for me that are linked to some of the pitfalls of traditional communication medicine and dissemination on wednesday i saw this tweet the scientist in me responded with well of course and surely people understand the ramifications for everyone if we don't find working containment measures The tweet went like this. It was from YouGov on the 14th of October 2020 and went, 68% of Britons say they would support a two week circuit breaker lockdown at the start of the school half term later this month. When I see posts like this, I usually scroll through the comments. I think it's important to read what people are posting and see what the challenge is like, as it's all too easy to see the world through the eyes of those in your bubble. Those people who are similar to us, with similar views to us, who then use stats like this to reinforce the positions we already hold. Then as part of the comments, I saw this. In response, 68% of people in secure jobs, working from home or on final salary pensions. Pathetic. And then, nail on head. All these commentators, MPs, scientists, professionals, journos, etc, etc. Not one of them worrying about how to pay their rent or mortgage, feed themselves or their kids, pay their council tax or lecky bill, pay for fuel, phone bill. It's easy to call from your ivory tower in it. My first reaction to this post was to blow out my cheeks and sigh. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few and all that. That's an economic problem that should be addressed, not an infection issue. Think of the number of people who will die, etc. Then I stopped and realised there is truth to this. I do live in an ivory tower. Now that's not to say that I'm rich, and it's not to say that my response to the poll is wrong. It is to say that we must reflect and admit the truth to ourselves. I can pay my mortgage. My job is not at risk, although my husband's may well be. I can buy food and cover my bills. That gives me a privileged position where I can engage and make decisions about how I feel about the science, the justification and the way it's implemented. I don't have to react from a place of worry and fear. That privilege means that I can digest information from a place of logic and not emotion. That privilege also means that I can lose perspective about how others may receive the same information and I certainly have to be aware of that privilege when it comes to judgment. However, the key word in the above paragraph is receive. This is where I come to the real point of my post. One of the problems with the current situation is the feeling of disempowerment, of being recipient of information and not the co-creator of response. This has been a problem in health settings for pretty much as long as it's existed, but it's only in recent years that it's been recognised as such. Too many times in medicine, we implement from a position of expertise and authority authority, without engaging the lived experience and knowledge of others. I'm a passionate believer in the power of true co-production, where we work in partnership to create something that neither group could deliver on their own. I work in a hospital where we see patients who may be one of only 20 people in the world with their condition. It is naive and arrogant of me to believe I understand more about their experience of living with their disease than they do. I can input, support and advise on the basis of the biology and my experience. It will never be truly effective without considering theirs. So my thought on this Friday evening is actually more of a plea. We all have our ivory tower, our bubble, our version of the truth. If you work in healthcare, it's important to give yourself time to reflect on what that means for your practice. Are you doing everything you can to move from being the authority in the room to being the person who's prepared to truly listen and co-create the best possible outcome for the patient in front of you? Are we ready to enter a new period in healthcare where it is much more about the patient in front of us and it is about our years of training and education all opinions on this blog on my own